0: Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening again. everything in me. um this is Sam, your host. um I know I'm overdue. This is just life. <laughs> I try to get an episode out every single week, but things do come in between that, and I know I'm about a week and a half um late, but this episode, I actually just thought about it um and I think it's very, very important to talk about but it's also very, <laughs> it's very, very touchy. Um, and it's mostly wrapped around fear. And I think that's another episode that I want to go into. But the biggest thing that I want to say about insecurities is you're only as strong as your biggest insecurity, your biggest weakness, the thing that you fear the most, because that kryptonite, if that um, experience shows up in your strongest moment, it can do the same damage it does to you when in your weakest moment. Um, that's the whole point. And I kind of wanted to talk about how just engulfed we are in things that we cannot change, things that um, we've absorbed through life to not like about ourselves, things that we fight ourselves on, because I think it's important for us to reconfigure the way that we look at those things. Now, I struggle with a lot of different things from body to you know how I handle certain things, how my attitude may be towards certain things, how I'm unable to be um, easily moved, I can be overly controlling. Um, and it's very hard sometimes to be able to go with the flow for me, I'm it's, it's sometimes I don't even see gray, you know, there's a lot of different things in me that I'm just not completely excited about. Um, you know, just this go into physical. So there's a lot of physical, I wouldn't say a lot. There's a couple of physical things in me or that I possess or have that obviously are all out of my control for the most part. Um, just the way my body is designed. Um, that, you know, I, I'm i not a fan of because of the fact that I would have wanted something different, <laughs> um, something that I feel like it was more fitting. So, for instance, my stomach, my abdomen area. Um, I've always wanted a really defined abdomen area. And that's not to say that I can't obtain one. I think I can. But just the way that it shaped, I would have really liked more curves like I would have really loved a more defined curve to be more specific um you know ladies I think this is something that you know all of us struggle with and men as well too um but you know there's only so much we can do because genetics is there in my family I have a lot of kind of lengthy people but not super curvy you know hip driven people um and so that outcome is really, really like not there, <laughs> so I've come to terms that obviously that's not gonna be the case, but I really enjoy having a waist or visibly seeing a waist. Now, I'm not looking to be um, you know a buffy the body here. Um, I'm really would love to just see my waist go in. I love the how it fits with clothing. I love how it looks um, you know, just in general um to me it just it screams um just just sexiness and definition i love that definition in a body but that's not to say that you know one without hips are not sexy and things like that but for me i always enjoy seeing just a little definition and as i've gotten older i think i've noticed a little bit more and i don't think it's because i've been working on it cuz that's not the case i think it's more that seeing it more because maybe my body is getting older and it's kind of settling into a shape that's more its own. Um, But, you know, insecurities are very, very powerful. And I don't think a lot of people um, take the time to look at them as obstacles that can be overcome. And there's so many different ways in which we have insecurities. So for instance, The idea that the media pushes out an image that is desired or is suggested to be desired. So, you know, for people of color, having fair skin, having long hair, having straight hair, having um, lighter eyes, having clear skin, having a voluptuous kind of heavier chest. Um, seems to be, was especially for a very long time the idealistic body type. And whether we recognize it or not those things have been ingrained in us and those kind of have been the standard for a while. So the Barbie um, for instance. And as we've come into these years, we've been, there's been a big big change to celebrate the diversity that exists in every woman's body type. <clears throat> Now, that's just the nature that I will call it the nature versus nurture aspect of it all, where, you know, these are the things that, you know, existed and they were beyond her control. Um, The things that, for instance, my mom taught me about my body is she was very, her personality type in general was very um I don't care, <laughs> you know, but it didn't mean that she didn't feel like she would have wanted certain things to be different about her body because I know now that my body's kind of developed into maybe what it's gonna be for a while, um she's expressed like I would have loved to have more cushion in this area or my butt to be a little bit bigger or X, Y, and Z. And as she's seen me, she's she's always had a very slender body type very slender, long legs, um, gorgeous body type. I mean, it definitely aged very well for her, especially with four kids, Um, you know, smaller chest. Um, And so for her, she's always wanted very similarly to me, a little bit more um, cushion in, in different areas. And we don't favor the same body type. I mean, but my dad says we have long legs you know, but my thighs are definitely thicker than hers. (laughs) My midsection is definitely a lot more pronounced than hers. Um, So it's a little bit different, but um, you know, these insecurities that I've carried throughout my years have crept up on me in different ways, whether it be having clear skin or um, my hair to be long. I know that's something that I had struggled with for a while and it's not because um, external, it's actually because my family, my mom and my sister, um, have both had like damn waist length hair. And for the longest, I could not get my hair to be, you know, down there past my shoulders. And, um, you know, this is primarily due to not having the right product. So my sister, my mom, along, along with a lot of other people of color, um, didn't have the same type of hair t- texture as me. So it really made it challenging when it came to understanding my hair. But thank God I've always been a very do it yourself kind of person, persistent person who's like, you know what? I have to figure out what works for me. I have to really get in there, roll my sleeves up, figure it out, figure it out because I've always wanted to look a certain way. I've always wanted to be unique. I've always wanted to be put together. I've always I always liked the idea of putting thought into what I do and how I look. So I knew in order to do that, I was gonna have to practice, take the time, get experimental, learn a lot more um, about what worked for my hair, what worked for my body type, things of that nature. And you know, thank goodness I've had sense in that in that regard, um, and I've always made it work. I mean, listen, honey, when I freaking started growing boobs, I remember when I started growing boobs, and these my, these suckers were A's for the longest, okay let's be honest, they were A's for the longest. I used to use push-up bras like no other. But the thing is behind push-up bras that I actually didn't like, but I still wore them anyways, is when you did that side profile, there was nothing to see. There was no, there was nothing to see there, honey. But in the front, it looked like there was a lot of drama, a lot of, you know, woo-woo, va-va-boom going on. But the side profile... It was a mirage. Okay. It was a mirage, but I did it anyways, because to me it made me feel more of a woman. It made me feel more, um, more, um, attractive, honestly. But, you know, I did, I did wish for bigger boobs. I'm not going to lie, but I didn't want huge boobs. I never wanted D's. I never wanted F's. I never wanted X's. I never wanted those because I always wanted to be able to wear, you know, certain clothing. Um, where I could have a drop neck beeline, and then also I didn't want back problems. I had a friend at the time who had large breasts in high school and always complained of back problems. Her mom and her sister were in the in the midst of getting uh, breast reduction and things like that. So I knew that was that route was not for me. Uh, but later on, towards the end of high school, you know, God blessed me with some C's, so I'm completely fine with that. I don't want to go past that. I'm completely happy with the, these C's that I've got right now. Um, but there are other things like my toes, I would have loved my toes to, you know, look differently. But again, if, if you start to think back to a lot of your insecurities and where they stem from, it's usually a derivative of your environment that you grew up in, where they weren't celebrating your body. They were also, you know, not happy with their body. Um, the women or the other individuals around you didn't mimic your body. So you felt more of an outcast, um, you know, school environment did not celebrate. I know that was huge growing up, like a lot of girls who had heavier chests or bigger butts were a lot more celebrated um, or desired, really. You know, the idea of I'm different, the idea that my body doesn't look the way that I want it to look or how other people that I know look um, definitely seeps into your brain, into your belief system to just negate anything that you try to say to cheer yourself on or to celebrate yourself or anything like that. And over time, it does damage. Now, I want to be very clear about that because I feel like insecurities is kind of like, oh, you know, something I don't like or something I'm not happy with, but insecurities are damage. They're essentially looking at things as if it were damaged. And the things that help me draw strength is the fact that the reality is we're all humans at the end of the day. One, two, there's someone for everybody. And that's a tricky statement because, you know, there are people who've been wanting, for instance, a partner for many, many years and aren't able to find one. And so I know that there is another side to that statement, but, you know, essentially what I'm trying to get from that is, listen, everyone has, something about them that they don't like. We are not alone. I am not alone in how I feel about myself. And it wasn't until recently that I realized, um, how I let a huge insecurity, like take a, almost take a, it basically took a day away from me. Like the following day, I was so depressed. I was so out of it. And I didn't like it because I fight with myself to, um, to just step up and, you know, step into who I really, really am. And I felt like I let that experience where my insecurity was acknowledged by someone that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, doesn't make or break me. But I let that whole experience kind of take me back to when that wound was fresh, when that, you know, um, that sense of my insecurities were screaming before my beauty or before my intelligence, you know. Um, And that's something I had to come to terms with. And after that, I just had to realize I need to swallow that pill. I need to let that go. Because I don't like how that experience can really shake me. Um, I listened to Jennifer Lewis's, you know, book. um, I think it was maybe a year or two ago. And I found it to be so revolutionary for me. The Mother of Black Hollywood, a memoir. And it was it was a, such an interesting book because I'm really drawn to really powerful, badass women. I don't know what it is. I think it's the influence of my mom, but just how she spoke of herself, how she spoke of her life experiences, how she spoke of, you know, overcoming her her story and how jagged, you know, and rigid it was and how she said like N- I can no one can tell my story but me cuz it's my story. You know, and if I'm the one telling, you know, the things that bother me the most or that my biggest insecurities or things that I struggle with the most, I own that. I own it. You don't own it. So it's taking back the impression that people get or the judgment that people have of those insecurities that really and truly, really and truly mattered to me. And so as I start to reevaluate my insecurities, reevaluate those things, I really, really look at them from a different light. One of just complete, just revolutionary like aha moments of like, where does that come from? Why, Why are you so, why does that bother you so much? Why are you allowing this to bother you so much? Why is, why does this, carry such such a weight. And as I started to dissect it, I realized that there's, there's almost nothingness to it in the sense that these insecurities that I personally have are things that luckily I'm able to basically mask or hide or navigate in different ways. But also I realized for those people who have insecurities that face externally, so maybe they're visually impaired or they have something that you know they were born a defect or something that they're in control of, not in control of. They have to have the strength and the power to face day to day activities and people and things of that nature. And I'm complaining about the fact that my stomach won't look like real abs, really. When there are people without arms or people who are without eyes and people who don't can't grow hair and. And they're, I mean, what seems to be fearless, they're walking into fear every single day with a smile on their face. And that's not to say that they're not completely, you know, shattered by the experience, but that strength to do that alone speaks volumes. So my hesitation towards stepping into who I am as I am has to end there's no way around it. And when I speak to others and insecurities come up and they talk about the different things that they, you know, wish they could change about themselves, or they want to look at differently X, Y, and Z, I'm always on the advocacy side of like, listen, you're fucking amazing. You're beautiful as you are. And if there's some things that maybe you're unhappy with and you feel as though you need to adjust some things through a medical procedure or through just reevaluation of yourself, I'm all for it as well. I'm completely all for it as well. Because if that's going to drive you to your sense of happiness and completeness and wholeness, and it's coming from a good place, meaning it's not influenced by anyone else's vision or judgment of you, it's you purely... Wanting to feel more confident, wanting to feel more beautiful, desired, you know, celebrated, more aligned with, you know, who you are, or, you know, what you see yourself as as a person. I'm all for it, completely all for it. So when I handle things like my insecurities and I navigate those things to be more manageable. Because they come up. They come up all the time, whether it be in the mirror or, you know, as I'm speaking with someone else and we're talking about certain things and I'm hesitant because maybe my knowledge base, for instance, is not where I would like it to be or, you know, my experience, my professionalism isn't there or, you know, the fact that I put something on and I don't have the right motivation that I would like to be able to handle the things that I want to handle in the way that I want to, Um, you know, I just kind of just look at myself in the mirror and kind of uh, second guess it. I remember um, in the real world, in the real world, I remember the show real world and there was an episode, it was very in the early, early stages where there was a girl who a black girl too, um, she would walk around all the time naked. Like I vividly remember this. Obviously they blurred it out, but she was like, I don't care. Like I love my body the way that it is. And I don't care. And it's always stuck with me. And it's such a weird, you know, reference as to something that's kind of given me strength or something that's given me a a different way of looking at my body, because you'll notice in a lot of media, there's, um, you know, enhancements, whether we press breast enhancements or butt enhancements or tummy tucks, um, depending on the culture that you kind of favor or you're interested in, there's a lot of different things that show up that tell you, you are not beautiful. You are not celebrated. You are not desired. You are not wanted. This image is, and I'm always, again, leaning towards those individuals or those um, influencers, if you will were completely wrapped in themselves for those friends, family you know strangers who post their natural bodies who post their natural you know um, differences and highlight those things um I celebrate you guys, I think you're amazing. I think it is so powerful to see women of all different ages and backgrounds talk about their body in such with such high regard to me it just it gives me more you know, insight on how unique we all are and how, for some reasons, I have stretch marks and I have kids, you know, and I'm pretty sure it's because I was well overweight, you know, at a very young age. But even still, the idea that those things should be celebrated and not be hidden. I know when you're getting intimate with someone, I think that's when your insecurities, especially, I think, for for a woman, um, show up the most, which I think it's important to conquer that that, that phase. I wouldn't say phase. Conquer that experience before you get to that act. And what I mean by that is before you decide to be intimate, for instance, because that comes up, you know, I think in a lot of our lives, um, sitting down with yourself, you know, looking in the mirror at yourself, and taking a you know a deep breath and just absorbing what it is you you are and who you are and how you are and being content with that because it's so powerful to a man or to a partner, rather, the power that you exude in those moments. At the time where you're completely, you know, all the sheets are pulled back. There's nothing you can do to hide. There's nothing you can do to get away from it. When you're able to enhance the experience from a standpoint of um, power and comfortableness and just everything where you feel as though nothing else matters but this moment, completely changes everything. Not only just for the partner, but yourself as well, too. Because you get to enjoy the experience more. I, I can't tell you how many times that maybe a younger age that I was a lot more hesitant and, and nervous and concerned and worried. Let me tell you this. my first time was so um theatrical, okay. Where I was like, no, I want to be dressed up. I took a shower before. I put on perfume. I did the whole movie style. Like I did that whole Monroe of getting doing my hair, putting on a nice outfit, putting on a nice robe. I mean, I did the very most, okay? Because I wanted everything to go smoothly, but also I wanted this image to be presented as though this was how things should have been it shouldn't have just been two individuals who were completely in love or completely you know in consent of one another and happy with one another it was more focused on the vision that it you know it took that it took place in so you know insecurities are really hard because they come from different places and i think just like triggers which insecurities can be it's important to go down that road It's really important to go down that road and sit with it. I'm not saying that you have to completely fix it. I'm saying that it's important to sit with it. Get comfortable with it. Get your head wrapped around it and see if it's a conversation or see if it's an experience in which you can manage on your own. And if not, it's good to follow certain steps or find resources find different types of content that help you with that. Because the reality is you're not doing yourself justice by allowing those things that you cannot change become greater than the things that you can. Um, You know, being independent or being strong or being driven or being motivated is challenging in and of itself. But knowing that all of that work that you put in to navigate life from a healthier standpoint, from a high-functioning standpoint, from a present standpoint, can be completely shifted and ripped apart because of an insecurity that is acknowledged at a time where you weren't expecting it, you were not anticipating it, but you had not dealt with it yet, you put yourself at risk of falling more than two steps behind, You know, the saying that you're only as strong as your weakest man is so true. It goes the same thing as your your deepest insecurity. You know, so I think it's, it's, it's important to bring those things up and put them on the table and see where are you at with those things? Where are you going with those things? What are you trying to do to, you know, redefine the future of those things? We're freaking beautiful. Everyone is. In their own way, and that's the best part. But whether we believe it or not is what truly matters. And a lot of us don't believe in the fact that others feel they're fine the way they are, they're happy with the way you are, or even believe themselves. Because they're allowing either fear or things that they cannot control or experiences that they had in the past to define what they should feel or how they should feel. And you have to take that back. You have to take that experience, that situation back. It doesn't belong to them. It doesn't belong to that. It doesn't belong to that media, their social media, or that individual, or your mom, or your dad, or your cousin, or your ex-boyfriend, or what. It doesn't belong to them. It belongs to you. And whatever you say that it is, is what it is and anyone who doesn't believe it anyone who doesn't agree with it can suck salt and you can tell them sam said that because the reality is you have to live with that body you have to live with that image of yourself you have to live with that experience no one else you go to sleep with that that cape that you wear is is it's not good if the quality is plastic honey So the fact of the matter is, is it's going to take a time, you know, a toll on you, obviously, to redesign the way that you look at things. And I've done that, you know, I've learned how the body functions to understand, you know, that when you're exercising, there's better ways to do so to target certain areas, how to, you know, reconfigure yourself to adjust and be able to have the outcome that you're looking for, whether it be redesigning my meals or the way I look at food or the frequency in which I work out or become active um, or the way that I wear certain clothes or colors or patterns, X, Y, and Z. So that way I can really adjust the way that I feel inside to show on the outside. But when everything comes off, and it's me in the mirror. I love that person. And I say, I love you. I'm a phenomenal person. I'm a phenomenal woman. And I know it It has to show. And because I walk with that and I feel that, I receive that reassurance or validation in different ways. And it keeps me going. It truly, truly does, but it starts with a decision. And I'm deciding that my my insecurities do not own me. They do not define me. They do not, you know, negotiate how I'm going to move and how I'm going to do things. That's not it. That's never going to be it. That was then. This is now, honey. I'm a whole different person. I really hope that, you know, you take that opportunity to start reconstructing yourself, redesigning yourself to be more aligned with who you are and what God wants for you. Because the reality is you're only pushing yourself further away from who you really are by believing the things that aren't true, believing the things that are judgmental or, or negative or hurtful because they were designed to put fear in you. They were designed to belittle you. And the reality is no one deserves that. We should all be uplifted by ourselves, by our friends, our family, our support system, our circle. And no one or nothing should take away from that. And that's the reality. The freedom that lies in that is so powerful that we, a lot of times, don't recognize that or take advantage of that. But if you circle around the idea, you'll recognize that you have the opportunity to to customize, to enforce to motivate, to reconstruct, and like I said, reconfigure these things to have the outcomes in which you truly are. You're fucking amazing. I really hope that you you guys enjoyed this episode because I really, really did too, and I really do look forward to recording more and you know engaging with you guys a lot more. I've, you know, did some changes obviously to the social media for those of you who are following me. Thank you so much. For those of you who have gotten this far into the episode, you guys are amazing that you even take the time out to listen to me and hear what I, my thoughts are. I hope to hear from you on my social media, on Instagram, everything in me podcast. This is just, it's just a dream come true to be honest with you, to be able to speak on this platform and come from me and be 100% my thoughts. And I hope that everyone is safe and, you know, taking the necessary precautions during these times, because the reality is we don't know what the outcome could be, you know, so rather be safe than sorry when it comes to handling everything. And for those of you who are on the front line, my heart goes out to you and thank you guys so very much for risking your lives for being there for us. I know as people of color, we really, really have to band together and take this very serious and protect our people, protect ourselves, especially with everything else that's going on. Um, I look forward to chatting with you guys in my next episode. Thanks again for listening.